I'm Ren Young. And I'm Katrina Vargas. And And this this is That Other F Word. Katrina, you're the goat. Aw, no, you're the goat. You're the goat. (laughs) We're not actually calling each other goats, by the way. Um, I do have goat legs. Goat legs? I do. They're really short little legs. Like I'm a satyr, half goat, half human. <laughs> My lower quadrant is definitely goat. But goat stands for greatest of all time. And recently we got a new emoji, which was a gymnastics goat. I did not know that. Yeah. So they introduced this emoji and it is a goat performing like a acrobatic type thing and it represented the great simone biles also this week poor simone biles yes well poor simone biles and also like hell yeah simone biles all of the things she's gotten a lot of crap so simone biles is arguably because everything is arguable but arguably the best gymnast and the most decorated Olympian pretty much ever. And Michael Phelps, like, I think she is, I think she surpassed Michael Phelps's gold or rec or, or medals, which is an crazy because he had more than like anybody. So she gets them. She has more than any gymnast has ever had. She's just amazing. She yeah. also is a black woman. She is a woman who was not raised by her birth parents. She has had quite, quite a life that um she's overcome and become literally the greatest you know like one of the greatest olympians who's ever graced the olympics okay um so this past week um she withdrew from team competition at the at the olympics over in tokyo that was on the 25th um this past wednesday it was announced that she wouldn't be competing in the individual all-around competition So the reason that she withdrew, we'll talk about that first, is something called the twisties, which sounds really like whimsical and adorable, but it's not. So, and we will post all of the sources for this information on the show notes, but the twisties is a frightening predicament. When gymnasts have the twisties, they lose control of their bodies as they spin through the air. Sometimes the twist, sometimes they twist when they hadn't planned to. Other times they stop midway through as Biles did. And after experiencing the twisties once, it's very difficult to forget. Instinct gets replaced by thought. Uh, thought quickly leads to worry. Worry is difficult to escape. And it, the twisties have been compared to a non-serious stroke. So basically what happened is she lost her way in the middle of the air. And it's something that's, it's not only scary, but also dangerous. I mean, you can get seriously injured, if not worse. Right. She, it's a physiological takeover, kind of your brain and your body don't, aren't communicating properly. And some of it is like muscle memory stuff that happens while you're and just everything goes haywire. Essentially. It's like if all the circuits became confused. So luckily, thank God she does not injure herself because she could have, I mean, she could have fallen and killed herself. I mean, so a cervical, uh, you know, uh, and injury could have killed her and she luckily landed on her feet um and at that moment knew she could not compete well if you're if you've ever competed in anything and it doesn't have to just be a sport it can be in anything you know that it's a mental game as much as it's a physical game and 
things can sabotage you, either your mind or your body. So, you know, so she pulls out in this action, she actually gives somebody else the opportunity to compete. Um, And when she did that though, she did pretty much secure the fact that we would not win gold as a, as the United States team. Okay. So go ahead, Ren. So a little bit of, so basically she, she did not pull out because of physical injury. She pulled out for her own mental health. Um, and I think I read something about the other gymnasts being worried about her mental health, even before they went to the Olympics. Um, she described mental health challenges that went well beyond gymnastics with Ruth and the overwhelming pressure to perform as one of the faces of these Olympics and stresses of the pandemic year. So I do want to just give a little background on her. Um, she is 24 years old. She's, so she's not a baby, but she's still pretty young, right? She is a two-time Olympian. She's a six-time Olympic medalist with four golds, one silver, and one bronze. Um, she has won more world championship medals than any gymnast in history with 25 of those 19 were gold. Um, her moves at this point are so sophisticated that they're actually starting to name moves after her. And actually some of the moves that she performed recently were scored how I would say incorrectly. So, I mean, and I'm not, I'm no expert on scoring of gymnastics, but what they said is she's not only performing more difficult routines, but also executing them well. That leads to, as it did at the world championships, a win by more than two points in a sport that until Simone Biles was decided by tens and hundreds of a point. But the way they're scoring her is they're not giving her high enough scores because they are afraid that other people will attempt the same moves and get injured, which I think is insane. Um, It's also important to point out that she is a survivor of sexual abuse um, by Larry Nasser, who is the doctor who, if you have not heard about that, I would advise you to look into it, but she, he was a doctor for the Olympic gym, gymnasts and basically sexually abused all of them, tons of girls. So not only is she having to be a survivor of that, she's also having to be a survivor in an extremely public way. Yes. Um, yeah. And she's had, I mean, this has been an incredibly stressful year for everybody. Now imagine you're 24, you're a woman, you've been sexually abused. You have all this pressure. She's also like this, a case story, right? Where everybody wants to make her a story. Oh, this girl comes out of all this poverty and all of this heartache and family brokenness and all, you know, so she's got a lot she's carrying and, and this whole image she has to portray and what we expect of her or what she should be doing or looking like, or all of those things and having to perform a a really incredibly hard sport. I mean, it's just so much, it's a lot of stuff to put on her shoulders. Plus then we've basically said, if the U S is going to maintain their chest, you know, pumping type behavior, she's got to be there so we can win more golds. We can make sure we are the most decorated country in the Olympics. That's a lot. That's a lot from one somebody to be carrying. Yeah. So let's just add that up real quick. All of the training from, I don't know, over a decade, right? Probably of training um, of strenuous, extensive, physically burdensome training, um, surviving a sexual assault, being a public voice for 
not only the other survivors, herself, um, being basically the face of gym, gymnastics uh, in the US and also kind of the world because she is the greatest of all time. That's a lot to put on the shoulders of a 24 year old. She also is a black woman in 20. Yes. <laughs> okay, let's just yes. be honest. Um, it's not been the most nice of years for any black people. And then to have her be, and there's not a lot of black gymnasts either. So now, you know, it's just, it's a lot. She's got a lot that this little person is having to carry. And she's carried herself with incredible poise. Well, and so add all of that onto COVID, which I think has been very difficult for people's mental health. I mean, it's been very difficult for my mental health in general, and I'm not trying, I can't even do a flip. Okay. So of course the internet greeted her withdrawal because of her mental health with open arms and love and acceptance. Yeah. Nope. Not the case. (laughs) That's if Ren wrote the internet. Right. (laughs) So, of course, you know, I I run across our old friend, Ben Shapiro, um, and he wasn't, I would say he was like 25% on the mark, 75% off. I don't know. I didn't completely disagree with everything he was saying. It was actually for once he wasn't 100% totally, which was shocking. So basically what he was talking about was the internet is presenting her as either a hero or a villain for what she did. And so when we talk about her being um, talked about as a villain, here's what we mean. She was called, and this is by a lot of conservative media people on the internet, Fox News. Um, I'm not going to give their names oxygen, but among other things, she was called selfish, weak, immature, ashamed to the country, a sociopath and a quitter and told that this was not about her. Um, so <laughs> what he said is maybe she's not a hero or a villain. Why does she have to be either one of those things? Um, he did go on to say some other stupid crap, but um, the reason I think that, I don't know that I would use the word hero when talking about it. There's a lot of other nice words you could use. Um, but I think the reason that anybody would look at her as a hero is because she had to know the backlash she was going to get over something that she didn't go to Tokyo not to wanting to compete. That's right. She went to go win a crap ton of medals. This is her dream. Um, so what she did and why she's considered a hero by some and by me, certainly. And, you know, we, we use that word and we've said it before and how it's misused. But she addressed mental health, which is something that has to be addressed in this country better. And we don't. Yeah. And mental health is, is going to be the decline of our civilization because we refuse to address it. We take our mental health out in mass on social media, instead of actually doing something about it, we spread vitriol take it out on each other to each other. And we never address where this comes from. We never talk about it. We just keep spreading it and it, it, it's going to be Men, mental health issue. And all of this presents in so many ways, her saying her mental health was going to cost not just herself, but the United States and her teammates was a very, very heroic thing to do again, especially facing the backlash. No, so I hadn't, I hadn't thought about it from that perspective. 
her stepping aside, like, cause nobody's thinking about that from this perspective, I think, except for obviously you right now. Um, but that's not what I'm seeing. She probably wanted to continue and could have pushed through, but it would have been to the detriment. But sometimes, somehow we're still, again, making this about ourselves. Right. This isn't about me. This is about a young woman's health, mental and physical. How did I turn what she did into me, into something about me, right? So we love, everybody does that, right? Everything is me, me, me. It's all about me. Her quitting made me look bad. Her quitting that, nope, none of those things that you're putting something on somebody who does not, that's not her job to carry your shit. Right. We don't and own so, her. We don't own her. And we, it sounds like what she did was actually a it, selfless thing. It was a selfless thing. And a, a lot of the people, what's really starting to piss me off or has been pissing me off is a whole lot of people who probably never actually competed in a sport opening their mouth. <laughs> I wish that when I had been competing, someone had told me that it didn't matter. That how I, and I did not, I was not a good competitor. I was sick before every time I played a game or got on that starting block or anything. I couldn't eat for days before. I was so competitive. I couldn't talk to anybody during my meets or my games or my anything. To what end? I didn't get paid for my sport. I didn't get on a Wheaties box. I didn't go to the Olympics. I tore up my body in the meantime. So now at 41, everything hurts me because I, I've injured every part of my effing body and nobody ever thought to say to me, let's think about why you're doing this. Who That's are you for the kind of coach you were for girls? Who are you doing this for? Why are you doing this? And then said to me, okay, let's think about it from this perspective. Right. So I guess I had just been thinking, I hadn't thought about it as her being selfless. I had thought about it as her taking care of herself, which I think is something that in our society, we talk about, oh, you have to take care of your, like, but very few people actually follow through with self-care and, and also respect others attempts at self-care. And I think that just from that perspective alone, knowing the backlash she would get, it was a very brave thing to do. And I, she did say, let me scroll back up here. The outpouring of love and support I've received has made me realize I'm more than my accomplishments in gymnastics, which I never truly believed before. Yeah, that's right. She is more than just a gymnast and a, the, the most decorated Olympian and whatever the hell titles she has. She's still Simone Biles, who's a person. And, you know, she, everybody's so pissed off at her quitting I even hate saying that, right? So her withdrawing from the competition, she didn't quit. Um, well, there's also still competition that she could be involved with in going forward if she chooses to be. That's right. But, you know, so she, we ended up getting the silver. If she competes, we might have gotten less. Yeah. Because that she may have, she got herself so in her own head and all of this weight on her little body literally was breaking her and we could have gone out without a medal at all. And so you're going to think like all you people who make this about you, some, you know, and you always do this, I'm sure, because that's how certain people are. You didn't think that instead of, she didn't give up the gold. She helped us get the silver. Right. 
And can you imagine if you are, so this is a girl, she's owning her title as the goat, right? Like she's got a goat like on her, embellished on her uniform and she should, but can you imagine being in that position and after all the training she's done, the fortitude it would take to step back and, and acknowledge that you're not the greatest of all time still have a bad day. Yeah. They, we all do. And we all have that every, you know, I competed and, and on my event, I was really, really good. And I had a couple meets where I wasn't the best. I had a bad day and someone had a good one and I had to, you know, get over that and, you know, mental through, you know, but I just, again, it's so many armchair quarterbacks, right? We all just know so much about everything. You know, we're all experts on everything. And it's like, you've never, you don't know what you've never worked a day in your life as hard as this woman has for training. No, you don't know a hard day's work. This is her work. This is her job and people screw up in their jobs. Okay. You still haven't worked as hard as she has. And it's real convenient to sit back and go, she should have just pushed through. And there have been some athletes who have said it. But I don't know any, and I was, like I said, I was a multi-sport athlete. I don't know any sport that required nearly as much training and physical, like physical demand. It's your whole life. And constant uh, injury, like prevention. Like that is one of the most, how do I say it? Uh, Most injured, like sport, like, Nobody injury gets prone. injured as much. Yes. Injury prone as gymnasts. And cause everything they can injure literally everything. Right. And most of the time, like in football, you can break your hand, you can still play. Right. Um, you know, and bas- basketball has quite a bit of injuries. I mean, you've got injuries every, you know, I'm not saying that these are all without injuries. You've got problems with all sports and injuries and like CTE and things like that but the physical demand of what they do for training. My mom put me in gymnastics when I was like eight and I hid under the trampoline until it was time to jump on the trampoline. I was not, it was distinctly not going to be a gymnast because it was like, I was overwhelmed. That was so, a ten-year-old fun class. Okay. That what, was, <laughs> what is she, you know, you talk about like, she, have you seen her fl- physically flip in the air? Do you know how many people in the world can do that? Literally, like none. Her. And the people who can do close to that are still very few in numbers. Yeah. So, like, really, we're going to be really judgy on on her because, like, your armchair quarterbacking? Come on. So one of the arguments that has been going around is by Bench, Bench Pierre brought this up, and I saw another Fox person bring this up, is – that this isn't okay because if LeBron cited mental health as a reason he needed to back out of a game, nobody would be applauding him for that. So I thought that was an interesting argument because of course my reaction isn't like so true. <laughs> my reaction was we should have that reaction if that's what LeBron, we don't own LeBron. Nobody owns LeBron. Even the people who own that team don't own him as a human being. No. And if he did that, I would say that, that would have, I would actually be 
shockingly proud because I think his ego wouldn't allow it. But here's the thing. I I think for both of these, in an ideal world, the reaction would be minimal, right? Like it would be like, oh, okay. And then LeBron's out. Right. Even if he pulled out of the Olympics, right? Yeah, right. LeBron's out. I wonder if we would have done it with Michael Phelps, for instance. Let's compare apples to apples more, right? Like, because Michael Phelps is the greatest swimmer of all time. Um, So I'm going to be real honest and say something that you all probably already know. I'm not a big sports person. So, (laughs) but I was trying to think of like an equivalent and I was like, what if one of the queer eye guys sat a season out because he had some mental health issues? And I think I would be bummed, but also respect that they needed to do what was right for them. You know, everybody would chalk that up to gayness. So like, I think my is the closest to Simone Biles as we can get in as far as comparisons. We've got two super high meddling Americans to both the best in their respective sport, both with the most medals in their respective sport, two with most medals like ever. And if Mike, what if happens if Michael Phelps says, you know. Well, I don't think it would be us, the people that are applauding Simone Biles. I don't think it would be us that were giving him a hard time. I think it would be the same people that are upset about Simone Biles giving him a hard time. And so, you know, I do think there is more, I do think it's even, I do think it's worse because she is a black woman. Yeah, of course. And I think because she represents a lot of, like I said, she's a story. Michael Phelps isn't a story. Michael Phelps is just a a white guy, right? Um, Probably affluent, you know, but Simone Biles and all her story, right? She's, you know, and look, she did know she was going to let a lot of people down. Like you said, she knew the weight of this decision, which is also part of what gave her the twisties. Right. Like she goes into that. She does that event because she doesn't think she can pull out for all of those reasons for all the little girls like her. That's not nothing that, you know what I mean? And so, and so then we're just wiping our ass with that. That wasn't an easy decision. And we've just decided we don't, we don't give a shit about her mental health. We care more about the United States reigning its superiority over something that doesn't fucking matter. Like ultimately, I don't give a shit how many gold medals you've won. And I don't that's the that's the craziest thing. It matters more for them than it does for us. Right? Like (laughs) but the US, right? We take so much pride that we always have like more medals than anybody in the Olympics. Cool. But it doesn't have the ability to send more people. Like relax. Like you and your false superiority over everybody is your own construct. You're full of shit. We are full of shit. I will say again, I'm not going to give his name oxygen, but one of the guys who was probably the one who came down the hardest on her over this. And honestly, someone I had never heard of before. Um, he was like, and now I have to watch these Russian gymnasts biting their gold medals with a smirk on their face and blah, blah. Like, uh, I thought we were into Russia now. <laughs> like, I'm so confused. So that's what competition looks like folks. That's what a competition looks like. And also just like, get over your, like, turn the TV off, man. Like, how how is it about you? Turn the TV off, dude. I just don't get it. How do we make everything and people, but people by nature, I could tell you, I could list out every person I know on a daily basis that can make something about themselves. Go download the call map. And it's like, (laughs) yo, 
like do, do something or get drug yourself with something like Zannies. I don't know what you need. I don't know what it is that makes that makes you calm the fuck down, but like, it ain't about you. Like get over yourself and you know, your ego. So the last thing I wanted to talk about was, and this was relative, I think this was yesterday or the day before Michael Che, who is, uh, did you see this? Yes. A comedian on SNL. Um, and he has in the past said things that have pissed people off before. Um, because of course there's a lot of like wokeness around this, but I wanted to know what you thought about it. So he said he really had like three minutes. He wanted to make fun of Simone Biles and he had three minutes of jokes and all this. And I don't think it was his joke. I think he shared someone else's joke on Instagram, but it went something like Larry Nasser, who is the guy who sexually assaulted Simone Biles, could understand her better than anyone else right now. He was also cut off from doing what he loved at the peak, at the peak of it. His game or whatever, yeah. Peak of his game, yeah. Um, then he went on to, and I'm pretty sure he was joking about this, say that he got hacked. Um, and that he didn't say it. So, so I have a multi-answer. Partly, I think a lot of, first of all, comedians and the whole wokeness thing. I mean, comedians have forever made fun of all things. Right. And so it's kind of hard. I mean, that's, it's kind of tough being a comedian right now because God help, you're going to say something wrong. I think putting Larry Nasser in there was the more concerning thing than anything else. Like, so I think we've decided as a society, pedophilia and sexual abuse are just not okay. Um, we are not, he was, but he is both and he is disgusting. And so even like saying his name is filth as far as, yes. I, you know what I mean? I'm concerned. Um, and so I think that is more of where the backlash comes from. I think you know, you can make fun of Simone Biles as a comedian. I, like, I don't, she's not a protected class. Like, right. you know, it's fine. I think being too And she's also an adult. She's not a child. Adult. She's in the public spotlight by her choice. No one made her do this, you know? So there's, you know, you're fair game a little bit, right? Um, you gotta be a, a little, I think she's gonna have a fine sense of humor about this also once this is all over. Um, she seems to have a pretty good character, you know? But the whole, yeah, mentioning the abuser with the abused in any way other than complete. Yeah, I find it icky. So I, I tend to think that there's no topic that can't be joked about. Right. But like with the increased level of sensitivity, like you have to, you have to be like Dave Chappelle to be able to make something so awful funny. <laughs> And, yeah, and even he, that might even be a stretch for, and he, he and do help, it, right. Well, I, I'm not even saying that I'm saying right. like the more sensitive an area is the, the more skilled you have to be. That's right. Of course, you don't, you don't get skilled by not messing up. That's right. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it's okay to say that was a yucky joke that I wish he hadn't shared, but also like, I don't think it, I don't know. I don't know that it should cost him his livelihood. <laughs> like, of course, everybody wants him fired. Culture and we all of that. I mean, we just need to stop being so reactionary, I think, in general. Right. Yeah. Well, that was a disgusting joke that I didn't find. It was, I didn't find it humorous at all. No. So it was like, you know, that, mm, 
I get where you're going there. Like you were trying to be edgy, but no, no, thank you. Do better. Yeah. Just don't, don't be a dick. Oh, well, God. also like, that's just too, re- like, it's very recent, right? We're not talking about the Titanic. We're talking about dozens yeah. of women who were sexually assaulted. Some of them didn't even understand what was going on at the time. This was someone they trusted. Like it's more of putting the abuser and the abused in the same joke. Yeah. That I think that was the, that was the line. We didn't just make a joke about the abuser. We didn't just make a joke about the abused. We literally mashed it together. And it's like the last thing anybody wants to do is put them in a sentence together. Yeah. I just think like, and you did, and it's gross. It's not very, there's not a lot of humanity there. There isn't. And I'm fine with most depravity and most comedic depravity in that one. That one, it, it, there just was nothing comical about it. No. And so, you no. know, that, that one was like, nah, yeah. no, nah. no, thank you. But again, like, come on. Okay. Be like, Hey, you're a dick. Don't do that. And then <laughs> right. let's, let's move on from him. Too. Well, and also like, it certainly doesn't make me want to go buy a ticket to go see one of his shows, but it also doesn't make me want to like burn everything I've ever seen. <laughs> or like insist that no one ever hosts a show that he puts on again yeah right yeah yeah we've all gone to touch too far (laughs) everyone's a little much um so i guess this one again boils down to don't be a jerk like respect other people's choices stop making things about yourself yeah. Not you personally listening, but this is the advice. Well, yeah, the world. You, you mentioned me coaching. It's like, you know, yeah, if you think you can do better than I, uh, you know, my, my God children's mom turned to some of the parents that were like given a shit. And she said, you know, you could grab a clipboard. That's right. If you think you could win the gold for the United States, then go the fuck out and do it. <laughs> you know, Quentin Tarantino, I was listening to an interview with him <laughs> recently and they were talking about that. And somebody was critiquing something, some choice he made in a movie. And he was like, oh, you wouldn't have done it that way? And they were like, no. And he was like, well, you also wouldn't have written the script in general. So. (laughs) Boom. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, like, so then do your own movie. Right. Everybody in their fucking opinion doing nothing about it. Just literally, it's because we've become, everything is an anonymous, you're an anonymous bully. If you had to say that shit to anybody's face, you wouldn't. No. So if you can't say it to my face, don't put it in the fucking social media. If you don't want to confront Simone Biles to her face, shut the fuck up. I bet you she would take your ass out. Oh, just imagine even with the twisties, all the rings, she could run around these morons who are bashing her. You could fucking scissor kick your ass to death. In one kick, like she wouldn't even have to exert effort. You know how strong she is? Like she could break your throat and not break a sweat. Correct. She'll like do one of those twisties around your neck with her legs like you see in movies and <laughs> so. Well, know. I hope Simone Biles feels better. I do too. I hope for for her sake, um, for her physical and mental health, she takes care of herself. Her boyfriend was also greatly supportive. So go for him. Good for him. Good yes. guy. Um hell yeah queen deserves an appropriate king Um, she has a whole life to live after this and the ramifications of what happens now will affect that so like 24 years old 
I have lived almost double her life. It'll be fine. She'll be fine. She will be fine. If she takes care of her mental health now. Right. She's already, she's already the greatest gymnast of all time. So, so and is that like, is that something we want to do? Is that we want to push someone to their breaking point? Is that what we want to do as a society? We just enjoy watching other people fail and pushing them to death basically. Well, and by the way, I don't think that this is exclusive to her there there, I haven't watched it, but there is a documentary I heard about that talks just in general about the toll that Olympic training takes on the mental health of the athletes. And I'm sure, and I mean, they sign up for it, but it's also one of those things in life that like, it's like (laughs) marriage or having a kid or going to college, getting a job. You really don't know what you're in for until you're in it. Yes. And it's all encompassing when they are training, they are 24 hours a day training and even their sleep is like mapped out. Everything they eat, everything they do is, and nobody's life is like that. Otherwise, even if you think it is, I promise it's like, there's, there are specific times for this. There are specific times for that, that, you know, you know, you know, and only a very small percentage of people are even worthy of that training. Well, and for every comp- for every single competition, only one person can get gold, even though yeah. all these people poured their life into it. Right. That's right. So. Yep. So. So sure. my my advice would be to not be an Olympic athlete. <laughs> yeah. Or if you think you can do better, and mine is go ahead and do better. Then go ahead and yeah. be an Olympic athlete. Maybe you stop talking so much shit. Correct. From your cozy couch buttholes all right well on that note um <laughs> uh check us out at that other um find us on facebook find us at on instagram at that other pod subscribe rate and review make somebody else subscribe rate and review and let them know that we are the goat podcast yeah and um Send us email if you want to talk about some. If you want us to talk about something, absolutely. You know, and we love you. And remember, feminism isn't a bad word. Woohoo! We got it. It's been like two years. <laughs> <laughs>